Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We will defend literally every inch of NATO. Every inch of NATO. That message isn't just for Russia anymore. It's for what could be described as a new axis of superpowers. Of course, we are waiting for the head of China People's Republic to visit Russia. Xi's top foreign policy advisor got a friendly, warm welcome from Putin in Moscow today. A stark contrast to the distant, cold greetings dignitaries from the West recently received in Russia. Although crises and chaos often appear in front of us, there are opportunities in crises what opportunities there so uh we'll talk ukraine a little bit later i was just looking up at the tv they're doing a little one year later and walking through the streets of i don't know what town it is but it looks like something out of a freaking movie i mean that town is just rubble they did a before and after picture looked like any suburb in america and now it's just rocks and dirt and broken glass and probably lots of dead people Recently, Doug Graves, yeah. And China exactly. wants to help that side out for some reason. Because that side will help their side out in the future. It's transactional. Awful. Utterly amoral transaction. Grow up and smell the cynicism. Uh, this is a little feature I'd like to call China on the march. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
You Evidently, really there are there are pre-communist words. That's right, sir. There are pre-communist uh, words to this song, and and like communist words to the song. And the pre-communist words, I'm told, are really nice. Oh, really? That's the Chinese national anthem. It is. You this like is China to... on the march. Yeah, as I heard. You like theme music for your features. I do. Yeah. Kind of showbiz it up a little bit. Gotcha. Plus, it uh, kind of gives me a framework in which to bring you several stories briefly. All of one theme, in which, uh, in case you didn't catch it, our theme today is China. China. On the, uh, that's right, on the march. Yeah, COTM. So, uh, exhibit number one, this is a tweet from one of the official spokespeople of the uh, Chinese government. They've put out a list online. They've tweeted it, for instance, 10 reasons why China won't become the U.S. And reason number four is China does not allow the drug problem to haunt the nation and kill 100,000 plus people per year. They have a picture of a guy being revived or maybe revived with uh, Naxalone or is that the, how you say that drug? I can't remember. Too many drugs. Um, Too many drugs. Oh, and I thought some of the comments to this story were interesting. The guy tweeted it, actually retweeted it, said, here you have a, a Communist Party official gloating over the opioid epidemic that Beijing enables by not cracking down on the production of fentanyl precursors. You know, it's a good point. They are our enemy and they're trying to poison us to death. Um, and then a bunch of the other comments I think are interesting, uh, mentioning the uh, op- the opium wars and how it's just their vengeance, mm. piping drugs in like the Brits did to China, like the West did to China. Wow, to corrupt their populace. Um, and then uh, somebody tweeted, "Seems to me the U.S. should be cracking down on this in a more serious manner instead of looking to blame someone else." Clearly, the CCP's involved, but is the U.S. powerless to fix their own problems? Um. Americans love China. Americans love TikTok. Americans love fentanyl. I don't think Americans love China. I think you're wrong about that, polling would show. I think they're sarcastically pointing out that they like the things China gives us, including cheap undershirts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was listening to a report somewhere about how hard it is going to be for Apple, which it's inevitable that Apple has to get out of China, isn't it? And it's just yeah. a matter of time. I mean, if if China is arming the Russians as they bomb hospitals and schools and rape little kids, you can't be making iPhones there. Can you? Yeah, yeah, you will. Over the long term, I hope not. But, you know, if you if you dig into this, it's more than just uh, Apple's factories are there and they got a bunch of workers. Oh, no, no, no. Their entire production framework depends on training local managers on the technology and having it's it's almost like they've instituted their own technical world of universities there i get that but i remember the i think it was the wall street journal had an article about how these companies are preparing for uh leaving because they realize that at any moment the chinese communist party which you know runs the whole show everything there you're only doing business in china because they think there's some benefit to it they could just seize the everything all of a sudden right. you, they lock the doors boot you out they've got all your uh, product and information and managers and everything like that then what how long is it before you get app, iPhones up and running again when they just shut down the factory jeez imagine that 
Yeah, that'd be something, uh, unless there's a major change in their leadership. But uh, moving along as China is on the march, this is kind of uh, China stumbling backward. The New York Times had a piece that was really interesting recently, uh, why China didn't invent chat GPT or why it's not at all up to speed on a lot of the artificial intelligence stuff. And they mentioned that just a few years ago, China was absolutely on track to challenge the U.S. dominance in artificial intelligence. But as Xi Jinping decided, yeah, less capitalism, less freedom, more communism, more control, the tech sector got stifled, got absolutely smothered. You know, stealing has been the major uh, you know, the factor in Chinese technical ascension, but um, a, more and more Chinese uh, tech executives and people who have fled and all have said the development. Here's a quote from a guy who's a senior research scholar at the Stanford Center on China's economy and institutions. Quote, the development of any significant technological product is inseparable from the system and environment in which it operates. Once the open environment is gone, it will be challenging to create such project products. So starting in the 90s, the country's biggest tech companies were allowed to go wild. Private enterprises funded with foreign money. Government left the industry alone because it didn't understand the Internet, didn't expect it to become so powerful. But then by the mid-2010s, China had become a tech power rivaling the U.S. Many uh, Chinese companies' products, like the messaging app WeChat, the payment service Alipay, worked better than similar American products, allegedly. Venture capital flooded in from all over the world. But as these companies and the people running them became more and more powerful, they became a threat to the Chinese communists. So the government cracked down, took seats on the board, sought to control them, and snuffed out the industry, in, a, in essence. They didn't snuff it out, but they, they jammed the brakes on it. So they're reaping the uh, unholy fruits of their communist control. Now they're way behind in that technology. thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Moving along, China while they're cozying up to Vlad Putin, are desperate to grow trade with Europe. And Chinese top diplomat, China's top diplomat, he's been on a high-stakes tour of Europe uh, saying, hey, let's trade, let's be buddies, we're nice people, you're nice people, come on, let's get together, is running into serious European uh, skepticism and anger over China's cozying up to Russia. So might that be a counterweight to Xi Jinping's thinking, yeah, I'll just play footsie with the evil Putin. He'll help me when I need him. Eh, We'll see. It's all nakedly transactional. Of course. Of course. Morality doesn't even begin to factor in. Then one final story. I thought this was really interesting. This was in the Washington Times, which is a pretty damn good paper. Uh, The the, uh, headline is, Forget Balloons, China's Coming for Your Credit Cards. And I want you to keep in mind a lot of the posturing you've seen in China about the balloons. Uh, I'm sorry, the posturing you've seen in Congress about the balloons, the Chinese balloons. Uh, Let's see, where do I jump into this? Uh, For anyone who thought the threat from China was waning, the events of the last month have brought them back to reality that there's a real national security threat across the Pacific. Unfortunately, the threat extends beyond spy balloons and TikTok. Since the Dodd-Frank financial reform law was passed in 2010, an under-the-radar company called UnionPay has been processing debit card transactions in the U.S. thanks to a provision in the bill referred to as the Durbin Amendment. UnionPay was created by China's central bank in 2002 and is funded by the government. Now, all of this, remember, was started before we understood that China had been faking being our buddy all these decades and was actually bent on our overthrow. 
Well, now, despite the wave of spy balloons being shot down by the American military, the same people pushing the debit card policy want to do the same thing to the credit card market. Giant corporations, including Amazon, Walmart, Home Depot, Target, and Kroger, have teamed up with some U.S. lawmakers to push legislation that would allow union pay to process your credit card transactions. This is highly concerning. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have expressed concern that the social media app TikTok is collecting users' personal data and information on China's behalf because they are, or they certainly can. Yet the same lawmakers are not batting an eye at the thought of millions of credit card users' personal financial info being sent to a Chinese government-owned payment processing company under orders from the U.S. government. The law says you have to use some of these alternate payment, uh, uh, you know, processing companies. Wow. The, the federal government forces companies to do business with a Chinese communist owned uh, payment clearing company. How long can that last or will it last? Keep this in mind. Uh, the retail industry has opposed policies in Washington that would provide our economy with strategic advantage over China. The two largest retail trade associations, the National Retail Federation and the Retail Industry Leaders Association, were vocal critics of tough U.S. government sanctions on China. And in recent weeks, a third retail trade association, the Merchants Payment Coalition, has argued that the proposed legislation to extend the same policy that allowed union pay to process debit to credit would actually strengthen national security. It'd be better for all of us. If China starts arming Russia, like we're saying they might, I don't see how Apple still does business there. I certainly don't see how the NBA, you know, still goes there and plays games or all these different things. Well, and how Congress people, because they're getting written giant checks, say, yeah, this union pay, they're they're good folks. I think this law that says we have to send them billions of dollars, it's a good law. Let's not be paranoid here. Man, there's so many phonies running around. I sound like, I sound like Holden Coalfield now from uh, Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> the uh, depth of dishonesty is impressive. That's China on the march. More theme music. Oh, there you go. I like how brief it is at the end, Michael. Yeah. That's show business, man. That Let's move good. on to the next thing. That Don't drag good. it out. So what's the deal with that giggling four-woman chick from the... Uh, uh, grand jury down there in georgia so a lot of the anti-trumpers were hoping this is going to be the nail in the coffin this is when they indict trump this is like the 19th time in the last six huh. years i've to- been told trump was going to be an indicted on something you remember when we ran that that uh, video montage of this is the beginning of the end of the trump administration right this day will go down in history as the day the trumpet yeah okay uh how many times can you play but this this giggling f- foreman from the grand jury is doing interviews all over the place and uh, some legal scholars believing it's scuttling any chance to uh for this case to move forward and not be challenged so a little more on that coming up and you'll hear from her what the heck is going on there she's a little bit of a nut have you Mm. seen her on any of the interviews just one she's i haven't really followed the story very close kook Uh, among other things stay here armstrong and getty 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Did the grand jury recommend an indictment of former President Trump? I'm not going to speak on exact indictments. Nothing that would surprise people who have been following this. <laughs> Probably not. I had no idea a 12-year-old Amish girl could even serve on a grand jury. I guess she did. So if you haven't seen this uh, girl... Emily Kors, she looks like a 12-year-old Amish girl, and she was the four-person, I guess that's what we're supposed to call the foreman. Yes, unless you're a sexist pig. uh, Of the grand jury there in Georgia, which was looking into the obstruction of justice and election interfering and all these different things with uh, Trump and all these people, and they interviewed Lindsey Graham and and, and Rudy Giuliani and Trump and, and a whole bunch of different people. And so she made some sort of statement earlier in the week that got all of the regular media buzz. Indictments will be coming down. It's Trump, blah, blah, blah. And that she's given interview after interview after interview where it's made it much more complicated to figure out what she's hinting at and what she's not and and saying there'll be no big surprises. Well, okay, Uh, indicting a former president who's the leading candidate to be the nominee again this year would be a pretty big surprise. So if you're saying, all right, I don't know what you're talking about. Also, legal experts saying... What she's 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 making a mess of this. No matter which direction it goes, the other side is going to claim she, you know, colored the case with her doing all these interviews and talking about it and that sort of stuff, which hmm. is going to be a problem. She's you're allowed by law to like do interviews, but you're not supposed to comment on the case at all. Well, she's doing all kinds of hinting. Oh, by the way, that Jimmy Kimmel clip, which you couldn't see there, is so she'd be asked a question by the legitimate serious interviewer, and then she would like. She would scrunch up her shoulders and, like, put her hands over her mouth trying to stifle her laughter. She's laughing so much, and then she'd answer. Yeah, it's it, what I, I don't want to fault her for having a youthful aspect, but um, 
it, the one interview that I saw, it, it was like her friends asked, did you kiss him? Right. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. I'm not going to say, but the answer might surprise you. <laughs> Do you like Jimmy? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. How odd. How and you, that was the four person? How do you suppose she got chosen by the rest of the jurors to be the four person? Well, we need somebody whose conscience is clear. How about that 12-year-old girl? What could she have done in her life? Um, how about, I'm kind of interested in this one, uh, the one I asked you for, Michael, that'll work. After everything that you've seen, what would your reaction be if the DA decides against bringing any charges after what you've seen? I will be sad if nothing happens. Like, that's, that's about my only request there is, is for something to happen. I don't necessarily know what it is. I'm not the legal expert. I'm not the judge. I'm not the lawyers. But I, I will be frustrated if nothing happens. This was too much, too much information, too much of my time, too much of everyone's time, too much of their time, too much argument in, in court about getting people to appear before us. There was just too much. For this to just be, oh, okay, we're good, bye. And if it was just a perjury charge, or perjury charges, would that be acceptable to you? That's fine. I will be happy as long as something happens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me on a Saturday night. Hey, honey, just something. But how about Can that something argument? Happen? This took a lot of my time, so somebody needs to go to jail. I mean, what kind of an argument is that? I, I, no, I th- I'm on her side. I'm on her side. We've had dozens of witnesses over many weeks and all this time and money being spent. Before we run out of time, I want to get this in because this could have affected things. My coolest moment was shaking Rudy Giuliani's hand. Oh. That was really cool for me. I I made a point of of stopping them and being like, wait, before we we go back to this, can I shake your hand? How about the foreman of the jury saying the the coolest thing was shaking hands with one of the people that are being maybe charged with something? (laughs) All right. Too much. Too much. Oh, if you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
show. National Security Chief Alexei Danilov showed us official government data charting the first wave of the invasion. The Russians were launching airstrikes across the nation and ground offensives on multiple fronts. As Russian paratroopers landed at the Hostomel airfield on the outskirts of Kyiv, U.S. intelligence officials predicted the capital itself would fall within 96 hours. Wow, do you remember that? That was a year ago tonight that that was happening in Ukraine. And our predictions were the capital of Kyiv would fall in 96 hours, which is why we suggested a variety of cities that Zelensky should fly to and set up a uh, a government in another country, an exile, and uh, we would support him there. And he said, I need ammunition, not a ride, which might be one of the most important decisions any single human being has made in quite some time. And a great, uh, great phrase, too. Yeah. But if he had decided to go along with that, I got to believe the will to fight of the military would have been much, 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 much less. Oh, and the people, sure. And the people, obviously. And uh, that is that is really something. That is really something. I was watching the NBC Evening News last night. Richard Engel was interviewing a dude that he had interviewed a year ago, right before the invasion started. Guys in the same trench, in the same part of Ukraine, 800 yards from Russians. He got wounded at one point last year, spent two months in the hospital, got shot through the shoulder, and then went right back to work. He's back in the same trench. Everybody from his unit is dead that he started with. Wow. Absolutely amazing. There Did you see be- that video that somebody tweeted out the other day that got a few million views of uh, somebody had a camera like pinned to their chest, it looked like, from the vantage point? Um, a, a couple of uh, soldiers are in a trench fighting um, at close quarters, and what it actually looked like in real time, it was astounding. I'll see oh, if I can find it no, and we'll post it. No, I would like to. I think I would like to see that. I have not seen it. It's just, I feel like this war is getting too little attention, not too much attention. Um, some outlets, like Jake Tapper, his show on CNN, he he spends time on it every single day. He he really wants to keep people up to date and remind people what's going on. But man, it is it is something that a a, a war like this is occurring on planet Earth right now with tanks and planes and bombs and uh, the biggest nuclear power in the world, et cetera, et cetera. Well, in a sobering thought from uh, the world of history, Americans often think of World War II as starting in 1941. Right. December 7th specifically. No, it had been going on for quite some time. And, uh, and you know, in your history class, you might have learned about the Lend-Lease Act and, and, and Churchill begging the U.S. to get involved, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, sometimes it takes a while for a world war to get going. And we're right. just at the one-year mark of this one. Exactly. In September of 39, when the Nazis rolled into Poland first, I think, um, yeah, all the discussions were, will he go any farther? Or is, do you just want Poland? I mean, it was the same sort of discussion. Yeah, it's troubling. Anyway, if you want to look at the other side of it, on the Russian side of it, here's Putin with his giant rally he had at their biggest sports stadium yesterday. President Russian Federation, Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin. Listen to that Russian crowd. Russian leader Vladimir Putin rallying his nation for a tough battle. 
At a massive event in Moscow, Putin's message to the crowd, Russian troops in Ukraine are fighting for Russia's survival. There is a battle going on for our historical borders, for our people. It is led by the same courageous fighters who are standing here. They fight heroically, courageously, bravely. We are proud of them. Three cheers in their honor. And uh, here they are and th- th- uh, watching that report and looking at the people in the stands with tears rolling down their face. It didn't have the looks of they're going along with it because they think they should. This is what they believe. They believe the crap mm-hmm. he's selling and saying, here's some interviews with people on the street outside the stadium after this giant rally. For those attending, patriotism is the main message. I adore Vladimir Vladimirovich. I'm prepared to support him with everything I've got. The whole of Europe and the West is helping Ukraine. So, of course, it's taking a long time. But we will demilitarize Europe and U.S. too. (laughs) My understanding is we are fighting for our interests there. Regrettably, it is not us who decide what those interests are. Right. And uh, Putin with his nobody can beat Russians when we pull together and everybody cheering and the Nazis didn't win then and they won't win now. And <sighs> Russia, Russia. I mean, it's freaking frightening, man, and scary as hell. Wow. Wow. Human beings. <laughs> A complicated beast. Yeah, no different. Yeah. I didn't actually think things had changed, but I thought some things had changed. Some like this sort of thing couldn't happen again in the modern world where you could have a football stadium with a hundred thousand people cheering a load of lies. I mean, just crap. We were attacked, but we will win. No, no, you weren't attacked. Now you rolled into a country minding its own business. Does it strike any of y'all as odd that uh, your town hasn't been attacked at all if NATO's in an all-out war to conquer uh, Russia? Does that not uh, seem strange? So we're going to talk to uh, the two military guys we've talked to the most over the last year tomorrow, Mike Lyons and uh, and Mike McCausland. Is that his name? Jeff McCausland. Jeff McCausland. Um, and one interesting thing about, and one of the reasons I want to talk to both of them is they have pretty different views on it. Mike Lyons is much more of a, this is a regional conflict that we don't have much business in being involved in. And Jeff McCausland has a completely different view that this is pivotal for the world. So uh, we'll get both those perspectives tomorrow. And also their military expertise on how it's going and how it might end. Nobody seems to think it's going to end anytime soon. And I definitely feel like our leadership in this country needs to do a better job you know, whether it's Kevin McCarthy or Mitch McConnell or Joe Biden on, okay, we spent $113 billion. Is there a limit? I mean, is there actually no limit? Are you stating out loud there's no limit? Will we spend another $100 billion this year? So we're at like close to of a quarter of a trillion dollars? Is that on the table or not? Well, that's the weird thing about war. You say yes. You, you keep the, the folks rallied until the minute you don't need them anymore. Then you say, yeah, we changed our mind. And everything changes completely. And the one thing about uh, you know McCausland and uh, and Lyons and their differing opinions on the historical geopolitics of it, um, and and you know they're military analysts, so mostly we talk to them to find out how it's going and what it means and what's probably going to happen next. But they're both very very bright guys who've studied history, so it's always interesting to get their perspective on kind of the bigger picture too. But um, the the one thing that you really don't appreciate when you're taught history as a kid, and and what makes it which takes away so much of the fun of it is that you fail to appreciate the uncertainty 
at like every pivotal moment in the history of mankind, whether it's the World Wars or the American Revolution or the Civil War or whatever. It's not like it was everybody knew what was happening or or knew the, those who thought they were right knew they were right. And and uh, well, of course, we we're going to overthrow Britain, for instance. You know, there are a huge number of colonists who thought that is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was a gigantic battle within the American people, whether it was even a good idea to fight England. You know, likewise, the Civil War, likewise, World War II. So, yeah, we're swirling in uncertainty. Jeff McCausland might think, yeah, you've got to halt the aggression or it will sweep across Europe. And Lyons is like, no, Putin just wants the historic uh, Soviet empire back together again to whatever extent he could get it. And that's it. And I'm paraphrasing and I apologize for both gentlemen for the oversimplification, but uncertainty. That's, you know, the lot of mankind, I guess. We'll probably get into this some tomorrow on the actual one year anniversary, but. Uh, it, it's hard to imagine how a peace deal is ever going to come together because I can't picture Zelensky, if he's still alive, and the Ukrainian people agreeing to giving up chunks of their country at this point to these murderous rapist bastards. And it, and uh, so the only other option from that is boot them out of every square inch of Ukrainian territory pre-2014, which is what Zelensky's been saying, and I think he means... So I, I don't. But I don't that's know that. extremely difficult to picture, too. Right. Right. Unless unless we get more involved than we already are. I don't know. Well, we'll talk to some of the experts about it tomorrow. God dang it. That 60 minutes piece on Sunday night. Was it was it there that I, the old lady was talking about? She doesn't she doesn't get scared anymore because you, you, mm-hmm. you only have the capacity to be scared for so long. Then you just go into acceptance mode. Right. Right. Yeah. OK. Well, it's ugly. But getting back so. to my uh, my my previous screed uh, between the two possibilities lies what's almost certainly going to happen: some sort of unholy compromise that nobody likes and and scars that region for a very very long time. How do you see Unless that Unless there's occurring? some twist I don't anticipate. Well, just because uh, you can vow we will fight on forever, five years later you're thinking, yeah, why don't we come to an agreement? And you think the people will back that at some point in Ukraine? That's the history of the thing, yeah. I mean, just at a certain point, there's no more will to fight. In the modern world especially, there are very few wars that go on for 20 years. I mean, there'll be like guerrilla conflicts. I could see that happening. You know, there's a there's a treaty, there's a DMZ, right. and there's guerrilla fighting for a long time, well, and everybody tries to keep it from exploding. Practically what it's been from 2014 up until a year ago today. True. And uh, the world wasn't paying any attention to that at all. So we go back to that. Maybe. Um, I've got the four habits of happy people. I don't know if you want to be happy. Maybe you like not being happy, but we could get to that at some point. Yeah, you know what's making me unhappy is you keep bringing that up, then you never pay it off. Yeah, that's how I make myself happy. Well, oh, by, uh, by keeping oh. that information from others. For some reason, I'm making others that. unhappy. You see. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, huh. that and other things on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is a device that only lets you type LOL if you're actually laughing out loud. It's called the LOL Verifier. I remember when LOL meant laugh out loud, and now it means nothing. Dulled down to the mere acknowledgement of a message. After recording over a hundred laughs for a machine learning algorithm, we can restore the authenticity of the LOL. I could hang with this guy. (laughs) I like that. I could hang out with that guy. Now it means nothing. (laughs) <laughs> simple simple uh, notice that you've received a message hello mel means nothing it, it does mean nothing you you felt like you needed to be put lol because you recognized that i was attempting humor but i don't have the slightest idea if i actually garnered a laugh out of you or not don't you patronize me right how that's the question how many lols are patronizing i gotta believe it's over 50 percent Oh, yeah, I think that's a safe uh, assumption, yes. Before we get how to be happy, dangerous TikTok trend, Joe. Oh, boy. So the latest one for uh, Darwin to do his work is um, the TikTok challenge to take off your safety belt while on rides at Disneyland. Oh, Particularly the, the, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror that has a giant free fall drop which i've seen from the road when i drive by i don't think i could ride it but uh, anyway they say uh, you get more airtime if you take off your seatbelt. yeah you get plenty of airtime until you, you hit the ground and then, then you'll be dead but tiktok challenge the uh, they, they got new signs up at disneyland say do not undo your safety belt all right That's a i'm Darwin a 16 year old kid hottest chick in the school says to me hey you know what we ought to do we ought to get on a wild ride and unbuckle our safety belts. I'd look at her and say, you're nuts. I'm not doing that. Yeah. My kids would never do it, no matter who asked them to. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
Uh, these are the four habits of happy people, according to science. Number one, being happy. Yeah, actually, they should have that on it. Number one, be genetically predisposed to a cheery disposition. <laughs> I use disposed and disposition in the same sentence. Probably not cool. Um, number one, it says here, move your body. Uh, not moving for long periods of time, and it gets into all the various chemicals that, that don't get flowing in your brain and do get flowing in your brain when you start moving around, that sort of stuff. Research shows that walking for 30 minutes a day or any other kind of exercise not only improves your health, but makes you a lot happier. So there you go. Mm-hmm. A little exercise will help you. Everybody knows that. You can be feeling kind of down on life, and you walk the dog, for get a brisk walk in or something like that. You feel better about everything. Everybody's had that experience, completely. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two, prioritize connection. The most recent happiness research shows that our social connection is important in terms of overall well-being. So, in addition to getting a little exercise, you need to connect with some human beings. How many people who are abusing opioids or thinking about killing themselves today get zero exercise and have no connections with actual human beings? Be a lot of them, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Real contact, too. Not uh, some online exchange of texts. How about with a chat bot? <laughs> That's perfect. Number three, I do this every single night. I do a gratitude list. Practice gratitude. Studies have found that having a more optimistic mindset and practicing a sense of gratitude can buffer against negative emotions and increase happiness. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, and it's it's fine if you forget to do that because I think as beasts were designed to focus on dangers and negatives to keep ourselves alive. But in the modern world, especially, it just your your head gets all out of balance if you do that. I'm I'm speaking for myself here, by the way. Yeah, that focusing on the negative. I talked about that the other day. I forget what the fancy name is for it, but we are designed for it. That's why it seems like when you plug in your USB USB charger, like all the time, you have it the wrong direction. You know, you can plug it in this way or that way. Mm-hmm. It seems like three quarters of the time you guess wrong. It's it's got to be fifty fifty, right? But it seems like three quarters of the time you guess wrong. That's our brain focusing on the negative. That's the way Stupid we're built. Brain. Isn't that wild? That is really yeah. interesting. So we do yeah. that with everything. We exaggerate and focus on the negative to protect ourselves, but it ain't healthy in the long run. And that's why you got to you know force yourself to do a little gratitude list for all the times well, you correctly guessed which direction to plug the USB cord in. Speaking as a, a former caveman, you know, anthropologically speaking, if there are 99 pads and only one, well, 99 clear pads and one with a hungry lion that's going to tear my head off my neck, I would like to concentrate on the one with the lion. Yeah, I get I why. I want to remember that one. I get why it happened, but whether yeah. it's you think the restaurant always gets your order wrong or there are never any parking spaces when you come here or whatever, just remember that we're built to emphasize or exaggerate the negative. It's it's really, once you accept that, it's pretty interesting. Um, spending time with pets. What? Of the four, this is the one that surprised me the most. The other three, I think I could have guessed. But number four, spending time with pets. Okay. I did not know that that was one of the keys for happiness. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. And it gets through all the different uh, reasons for that. Having something to take care of, something that is, you know, unconditionally loves you, et cetera, et cetera. I remember that's why we got a dog after we had the empty nest, and I've regretted it at times. I love oh, my yeah. dog, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've thought, what was I thinking? I finally had the freedom I hadn't had for a quarter century, and I kind of gave it away, at least to some extent. But then, you know, 
I'll hang out with Baxi, and he just he brings me joy. Is there anything in life that isn't like that, though? Is there no. anything where you can get like satisfaction and joy without a downside? No. In fact, looking for that is an idiotic pursuit, and I'm ashamed of having even suggested it. I mean, the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life is having kids, but are they a pain in the ass? Yeah, every single day. But well, that's uh, some harsh talk <laughs> and accurate. <laughs> of course. What what is my great saying, Jack? I have so many of them, and some of them aren't the least bit great. But here's one of them that's pretty good. Everything costs roughly what it's worth. The things that are worth so much you can't even express them do make demands of you. Of course they do. Everything that's costs great- what it's worth. Roughly. Whether it's a pair of shoes or uh, uh, having a kid or a dog. Yeah. Yeah, roughly. And I would like to think that there's some profit in the things we choose to do again and the things that don't have that profit, that cost more than they're worth. Drug abuse, hanging out with people with negative energy, that sort of thing. We we discontinue that. Mm. We're not making the emotional profit. Boy, this sounds like one of those crappy books Oprah would uh, would promote, and I would get crazy rich. I need to throw that together this afternoon. I think you need to wear a turtleneck under a sport coat. I think that'd be Done. good for when you're... <laughs> and adopt some sort of accent, so I sound homespun. If you miss an hour of this show, we do four. Get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.